Hello and welcome to Venting Vets with your host, Chad. This is John. And we're here to talk about some of the current events. This is our second episode, so we hope to do a little bit better this time and get a little bit better each and every time. So, uh, to kick off our second episode, we're going to be talking about the Rittenhouse trial and the saga thereof. And after that, we're going to do our Remember That segment. We're going to be talking about 80s fashion. So... This week, John, good gosh almighty, Joe Friday. It's been a crazy week, hasn't it? Yes, very. Now, let me ask you that. Are you a big fan of this time change and it getting dark earlier? Because no. I, oh, I can't stand it. No, not at all. I mean, you know, when you have a big yard, lots of yard work to do, and it gets dark at like 5 o'clock when you're getting off work, it's just, you know, a lot of that stuff you try to get done during the week so you're not doing it all weekend. It just it sucks. I can't stand that uh, getting dark early. I wish I wish they would just do away with that. I like it when it stays light until like nine o'clock at night, so you can get things done. So you were telling me earlier that you have jury duty tomorrow. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Well, I guess you can't really. I don't know yet. I don't know if I'll get picked or what. But speaking of jury duty, let's get into the. Kyle Rittenhouse thing. I'm sure we're probably beating a dead horse, and a lot of y'all have already done some research about it, but we're going to talk about it. Like how we did our transition and our segue there. (laughs) We're getting better. So, the Kyle Rittenhouse saga. There's, I'm sure you've heard about it over and over. Some of you may know all the facts. Some of you may not know any of the facts. So, we're going to try to cover some of the things that we've learned and we've researched about and give you our opinions and and hopefully, you know, enlighten some folks out there that might not know this or that. So we'll get right into some of the the timelines. Now, as you know, on August 23rd, 2020, police officers shoot Jacob Blake, who was reaching into his vehicle to grab a knife. And of course, the officers doing what, you know, they're trained to do shot Jacob Blake. And they didn't kill him, but he was paralyzed. Now, on August 24th, Mr. Rittenhouse, Kyle Rittenhouse, went from Antioch, Illinois, to Kenosha, Wisconsin. Now, it's important to note here, John, that the distance between these two places is about 20 miles, give or take. Now, me and you drive that to work. Oh, easy. I mean... So it's you know, and you get all these people talking about crossing state lines. That's like me and you going to work every day. Oh yeah, I mean we live in Texas. Yeah, you know, in Texas you could spend an entire day driving across the state. But anyway, a lot of those smaller states, it's easy to cross state lines like that. I guess unless you live in Wichita Falls and you go to Oklahoma. But anyway, the point is, the. You know, prosecution tried to use the, uh, he crossed state lines, and everybody's up in a roar about crossing state lines, um, which we'll get into that in a little bit later, crossing state lines in our border. I mean, come on, it, John. It's, <laughs> it's not illegal, honestly. It's not. So, if moving, you're of age to have a firearm, certain firearm, you can cross state lines. They might have certain restrictions as far as magazines not being in the firearm. Um ammo in a different location in the vehicle such and such yeah you're in the firearm business yeah uh, so 
you probably know a little bit more about that than I do. But so moving on, August 25th. So August 23rd, Jacob Blake was shot. August 24th, Kyle Rittenhouse went to stay with a friend, uh, Dominic Black, who uh, kept the rifle that he had purchased um, about four months earlier. Now on August 25th, Rittenhouse went to where was already there in Kenosha, and he was going to help clean graffiti. Um, off of some schools and then later him and Blake or excuse me Black went to a dealership and there's some controversy about this the dealership from what I understand John had asked people to help guard the dealership yes. because the night before they had like millions of dollars worth of damage yes. to their car lot and cars and inventory and whatnot right so they need to help right you know the the National Guard and the, the police, they weren't doing anything about it. So, you know, if our hometown was being ransacked, hell, I'd want to help, you know, protect exactly. the businesses too. But anyway, the, you know, they went to the car dealership to help protect and he brought his first aid kit with them to try to help people that may have been, you know, injured or whatnot. He, he wasn't a trained medic, but he was a lifeguard, so he basically he probably knew some basic self-aid buddy care. He, like he 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 knew CPR at a minimum. Yeah, at a minimum. And I mean, if you're gonna help somebody, I mean, it's a lot of it's common sense. If you're right. bleeding, you know, put pressure on it. If you know, and so on and so forth. So you you can't blame it for trying to help people. Right. That's all he was trying to do. So, um, the fact is, he shot. Three men, and let me bang this point home, those three men were, were white. Yes. Three white Caucasian males. Let me say that again. Three white Caucasian males. Yes. I can't stress that enough into uh, the facts that we're going to get into a little bit later. But these three guys that he shot, uh, Joseph Rosenbaum. You want to talk a little bit about him, John? Well, Rosen, Rosenbaum had 11 counts of child molestation in Arizona. That's where he's from. He had no business being there to begin with. Probably should have still been in jail, uh, but he was out on bond. Uh, had And it was on five boys ages 9 to 11. I don't know how he was allowed to leave the state of Arizona I don't know why he wasn't still in prison, but this is our justice system nowadays. How is this guy not still in prison, John? I don't understand. I don't understand that. That's a new liberal, touchy feely. That just, that just, you know, slap on the wrist. I can't wrap my head around that, John. This dude, everything that he did, and he was out of prison and out of state. You're going to talk about crossing borders, folks. You know, you Democrats want to talk about crossing borders. This guy was from Arizona in Wisconsin or Wisconsin. And what what was he doing there with with all these convictions and with, with his rap sheet? I mean, ah, exactly. It's crazy to me. Anyway, go ahead. Um, he was there in there all three of those guys, keep I wanna stress this. All three of the guys he shot were criminals, had lengthy records. None of them had any business being there. If Kyle didn't, you, they're trying to say Kyle didn't have a, any business being there, but none of those riders did either. So I think that's all hogwash that the prosecution was trying to paint Kyle into this vigilante. 
He was not a vigilante. He was protecting himself by the Second Amendment. This is another thing. The, the Second Amendment gives us the right to self-protection with the firearm. Exactly. Um, and let's, uh, let's be clear here. Joseph Rosenbaum, who was 36 years old, um, keep in mind, he tried to grab Kyle's rifle. Yes. And then that's when Kyle proceeded to shoot him four times. Now, let me ask you this, John. If you have a rifle on you and somebody tries to grab it when they're, they've been chasing you, what are you going to do? I'm going to fire. I'm going to defend myself. He was, Kyle was on the ground. They had, he, he was running away from them. He was making every effort to get away from them and retreat, and they kept chasing him. Self-defense. Oh, absolutely. Um, Plain and simple. I, and something I read, inter interestingly enough, John, is Rosenbaum had been released that day from a Milwaukee hospital where he had been treated for a suicide attempt. Yes. I didn't know that. Yes. So I, I learned something there, too. Now, moving on to Anthony Huber, the second, uh, I don't even want to say victim, the second guy shot. Uh, Anthony Huber was 26 years old. Uh, he was a two-time convicted woman beater. Yes. Uh, he had a uh, disorderly conduct charge and a domestic abuse charge, strangulation and suffocation, and he pled guilty to multiple disorderly conduct charges where he choked his own little brother, held a knife to his stomach, and then put the knife to his brother's ear and cut it. And then he, uh, he's the one who hit Kyle with a skateboard and tried to take it again, take his rifle. That in itself is assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah, absolutely. Kyle, every right to defend himself. You know how much damage you could do with a skateboard? Or I always tell people. Have metal wheels. It could have killed him. Yeah, I mean, you take a baseball bat to somebody or something like a skateboard, you can kill somebody very easily. So, and again, if you're trying to grab my gun, I'm going to shoot you. Right. Bottom line. Um, so. If you try to hit me with a skateboard, I'm going to shoot you. So, again, both the first two guys, not exactly stand-up citizens. No. Both white Caucasian males. Um, both tried to grab his rifle. They got shot. Now, uh, I didn't realize the the guy who tried to kick him jump kick him in the head uh maurice freeland was his name i guess he shot at him too but he missed right. so there could have easily been there could have been more another victim but guys i want to say something we're not trying to disparage these guys we're trying to drive a point home that these were not you're just like kyle went out and just didn't try to kill your average citizen on the street this this was not the case like the media and everyone's trying to paint it like Kyle is a racist. There's nothing about race. They were all white. He's not a white supremacist. He's just a kid out there wanting to do the right thing. And they attacked him for it. Yeah, it's uh, it's unbelievable how the media and uh, political pundits are trying to twist and turn this. Yes. And why did he have a weapon in the first place? And... You know, he shouldn't have shot them. He could have just fought them. Uh, come on, man. I mean, really? Or, right. You know, you think the average American is going to buy that bullshit? No. No. You he know, was surrounded by a mob. Who's he going to fight, really? 
are you really going to fight, you know, three, four, five, six people and expect to not walk away, you know, right. with serious injuries, if not dead? I mean, I mean, he didn't know how many more people could have been coming for him. He's in the middle of that mob trying to run away from them. And he had every right to do what he did. And we talked about this before the show, John, but this is a huge, huge win for the Second Amendment and for self-defense. Yes. Now, think about if we would have lost this uh, case, then that would have been a huge blow that to self-defense. Set up the liberals and the, and the media and the politicians that they would have went straight into their gun control and they would have pushed it even harder. But going on to the last guy that he shot and he didn't kill, uh, I don't know how he didn't kill this guy, but uh, Gage uh, Grosskreutz. I, I, Gage Sauerkraut, Girls Crew, <laughs> however you say that name. He was 27 years old. Uh, he did have a pistol, and I can't believe the prosecution put him on the stand, but that, that, was, that was the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, I pointed a gun at him, and he shot me. I mean, come on, man. Um, he had he had a gun permit. He had a carry permit, but it was expired at this time. Do you hear the media talking about that? And see, none None of those things made it into the trial. The judge suppressed all these guys' background in the trial. So you guys didn't hear about it. A lot of people don't know about all of this. So These weren't exactly stand-up guys, people. No. And let me mention, if you, if you haven't heard me mention before, they were white. Exactly. <laughs> they were white males. Exactly. This had nothing to do with race. Just because this whole thing started... Uh, with the officer-involved shooting of a black man who was trying to reach into his car with a knife. Um, that doesn't make Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist, a, you know, a white nationalist, all this crap that they've been peddling in the, in the media. Chad, what blows my mind is why, as a society, are we so sensitive over criminals? Why aren't we trying to make all these criminals into some kind of heroes, some kind of martyr, it's it's insane. These people, I mean, would have ended up in prison anyway. Yes. And I mean, uh, you're talking about Joseph Rosenbaum, 36, Anthony Huber, 26, Gage uh, Grosskurtz, Sauerkraut, whatever his name was, 27 years old. Uh, and they all had huge rap sheets already. They, First of all, they should have still been in jail, especially Joseph Rosenbaum. Oh, yes. Um, but I mean... If you ask me, I don't feel sorry for him at all. But that, I mean... Here's here's something to think about. Do you realize back in the day, way back in the day, there was a bunch of guys, 17 years old, that defended this country with rifles. That's the reason we're all free and not under English rule. Think about that. That's the reason we're not talking like English people, John. Right? <laughs> That's my best attempt at a, a British accent, I guess. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and Gage uh, Grosskurtz, he had a felony burglary charge. And I heard that uh, the night before, I think he was, like, looking into vehicles and trying to, yes. Uh, yes. I don't know if he was trying to steal vehicles or, you okay. know, whatever. But, uh, again, not a stand-up guy. And, again, he was a white male. I can't hit that home enough. Um, so, I guess he was... Uh, in August 2010, he was charged with hitting his grandmother in the yeah. face. He hit his grandmother Folks, in the face. This dude 
hit his grandmother in the face, and these people want to look portray this guy like you said as a hero or a martyr or something. Right. I mean, think about how bad Democrats, liberals, uh, all these people are looking defending this trash, John. It's crazy to me. Um, so the state of Wisconsin, uh, it is legal. It was legal for a 17-year-old to have a gun. Yes. It um, was not a short-barreled rifle. It was standard-length AR. Those are legal. He did not have an SBR. And that was said in the trial, and that's how he got that one charge dropped yes now august 25th kyle rittenhouse takes this uh that were no that was when he shot the november 10th sorry uh correction november 10th kyle took the stand as a witness in his own defense and if you ask me a dude being 18 years old he, 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 held, he held his own. He yes. was well prepared. Yes. Um, man, those attorneys must have been really good because either Kyle Rittenhouse is really cool under pressure or their attorneys are that good or both. I think it was a little bit of both. He's in law. Here's another reason. He had every right to be there. His father lives in Kenosha. Yeah, yeah. It's we yeah, we didn't mention that. He has a father, I think uh, a grandmother. Yeah, like cousins or cousins. Something. He had family there. Well, again, it's all... I mean, it's 20 miles apart. Right. It'd be like me going to your house or you coming over right. here. You know, it's it's the same same difference. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure he had not only family there, but I'm sure he had tons of friends there as right. well. So, of course, he's going to want to protect his right. you know, his own backyard. So, November 10th, Kyle took the stand in his own defense. I think he did an outstanding job. Uh, he broke down. I mean, hell, I wouldn't. You know, what a 40, 50-year-old man would probably break yeah, I mean, we would. Think about what he went through. Oh, he's been through a ton. And a lot of people are saying, oh, that was fake and blah, blah, blah. And I'm so tired, John, of all these kids. pro athletes and especially LeBron James, that punk ass, Man. sitting there, oh, he's fake and this is white privilege at its finest. And aren't you getting tired of that narrative john white privilege and white nationalists and just because of the color of your skin exactly you are automatically a bad person i'm getting you know it's like the boy who cried wolf right you know we that's that's the reason there's that theory that story you cry wolf too many times you know well that that's that's what's happening now john is a lot of a lot of these uh you know stars and celebrities they're they're not even worried about being canceled anymore from the woke mob because they don't give a shit anymore it's they want to push that narrative so hard that they don't care if whatever they say is truthful or lie they don't care the narrative is more important People are so tired of being uh, labeled as racist and yes. white supremacists and white privilege and CRT, which we'll get into in another episode. But we're so, you know, people are so tired of it that they just don't care anymore. No. And I, I think that's a, it's a good thing, actually. And I commend that jury. I commend that jury for doing well, Absolutely. Them. Yeah. You know. Even though they're going to have to live probably in hiding for, oh, yeah. you know, probably the rest of their life. Who knows? But it does show you this. Our justice system does work. It does work. This is a huge work. Yeah. Yes. It does work. It this you're when it's not influenced, it works. You're absolutely right. This is a huge win for conservatives, Second Amendment, the right to self-defense, yes. and the justice system. You know, I mean it's a good, you know, we've had a lot of losses lately as yes. conservatives and Republicans and, and whatnot, but this this is uh that's why I was so excited Friday. 
Uh, when I saw this verdict come down, I'm like, this is a big win. Virginia yes. was a big win. Now this is a, this is the tide is shifting, John. Justice prevailed. The tide is shifting. So watch out for uh, the midterms. The tide is shifting, yeah. folks. So because uh, people just don't give a shit anymore. No. They're tired of hearing. They're tired of hearing. You got to get out and vote. You can't just sit back and and hope for the world to change. You've got to be proactive. You've got to get out and vote. You've got to get out and voice your opinion. If we're not heard then they're going to continue to do this stuff. So you have to make your voices heard. Yeah, you know what? One thing that drives me crazy, John, is people who say, ah, oh, my vote doesn't count anyway, so I'm not going to vote. Um, I, that just that just chaps my hide, John. I know. Um, get out. It's, my thing is, if you don't vote, don't complain. And don't vote off your feelings. Don't vote because... You don't like what someone said or what someone treated, just like they did to Trump. That is the stupidest, most immature, idiotic reason to not vote for someone. If you truly care about your country, who cares what they tweeted? Vote for the right person. Don't vote off your feelings. Don't vote off of popularity. This isn't high school or junior high anymore. This is serious. This has major repercussions for our country. Vote smart. Don't be stupid and do the right thing. You know, and a lot I know a lot of people think, well, you know, they're they're just gonna cheat anyway, or my vote uh, doesn't count. But if you think about it, the more people that vote, the harder it is for them to cheat because we all we know we're not stupid. They know that we we know that uh, uh, they if cheat. You don't vote, you can't gripe about it. Exactly, exactly what I said. If you if you don't vote, don't bitch about it. No. You know, you have no right to bitch, you know, hush. You don't, if you didn't vote, now if you voted, you can bitch all you want. Right. Bitch all day long and twice on Sundays. So, um, now, we kind of got off track there a little bit, but ultimately, <laughs> on November 19th, Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted of all charges. All charges. Yes. Now, I, I saw where they're, you know, wanted to bring civil cases against him and, and things like that. Um, they're they're just gonna keep going after this guy until oh, yeah they'll never stop. I mean it's not gonna stop. But I think what he needs to do now is turn his attention on um the people who tried to smear him. Yes, I, I was starting say, with Joe Biden. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. And Joe Biden, uh, CNN, MSNBC, all those uh, all those damn outlets that tried to smear this guy i'd be a rich man after this is over because i would sue everybody and their grandma over this oh yeah he's gonna be you know sandman yeah you know he's gonna be uh probably more wealthy than he is after it's all said and done oh yeah uh and good i mean good for him yeah he was trying he he had good intentions he's not a bad kid He, he you know he just happened to be put in a horrible situation nobody wants to take anybody else's life no i mean i mean he's gonna have to live with that for the rest of his life you know and that's got to be you know difficult to deal with in itself right so people are white privilege uh you can just kill somebody get away with it and guys we're not saying that these guys deserve to die nobody deserves to die but when you're out in the street and you're being a criminal and you're doing things like this Stupid games win stupid prizes, and that's what you're gonna get. <laughs> that, stupid games win stupid prizes. That reminds I saw a meme that uh, just made me. It actually made me laugh out loud. It it was uh, I guess these three guys fuck around, fucked around, and found out. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. Stuff so, uh, I really like that one. That one, uh, that one actually made me laugh. So, um, I think we covered everything on the Rittenhouse saga that we wanted to cover. Uh, I just want to mention one more time that the three guys that he shot were not only criminals, but they were what, John? White. White. Can you believe that? White. Uh, and they want to make this about race. Like he shot, he went out and, you know, looking and shooting, you know, you know uh, black guys and, you know, he's a white supremacist and leader of the KKK yeah. and all this bullshit. None of that. Stop. Stop it already. That argument is, 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 is not valid. It's not valid anymore. Just stop. All you celebrities, all you, you know, political leaders on the left, just stop. It's not working anymore. We don't give a shit. Your opinion about us being racist just because we're you know people are white it's not working anymore so stop it's costing you it's going to cost you big time oh yeah uh in the future and it's you just don't learn so anyway they were white they were criminals they deserve to be shot it was self-defense anyway let's move on to our remember that john our topic today is going to be 80s fashion yeah. 80s fashion now 80s fashion back in the day. One thing I remember, um, I don't know if you remember, do you remember hammer pants? Yes. I mean, I had a pair of parachute pants. Yeah, I had parachute pants. one pants. pair of parachute yes. pants, but I liked the hammer pants better. Oh, yeah? They were just, to me, they were more comfortable. Uh, if you uh, remember hammer pants and you had a pair, drop us a line in our uh, Spotify or Anchor. You can find us on Spotify or Anchor app. Uh, drop us a line if you owned a pair of parachute pants or hammer pants. Now... I just remember them having zippers all over the place. Oh, the parachute pants? I yeah. Was, I thought it was the coolest thing. I mean, it was the 80s. Yeah. Um, did you tight roll your jeans, John? Yes. Uh, one thing I did when I tight... Reverse tennis shoes. Oh, remember the Reebok pumps? Yeah. The Reebok pumps that you, you know, air yeah, up or whatever? Yeah. So... I don't know why I did this, but when I tight rolled my jeans, you know, a lot of the tennis shoes had like way too much... Uh, uh, shoelace yes. left over. I would take the shoelaces and I would wrap them around. Right on, Tom, and the Did you do that too? Yeah. I didn't do that. I like tuck mine in. Yeah, inside the shoe. Oh yeah. <laughs> See, I I remember. I didn't do that, but I remember taking the shoelaces and tying them around yeah. like my. I guess the the bottom part of the ankle. Right. Uh, with the extra shoelaces after I tie rolled them. So, uh, drop us a line too if you ever if you ever did that. I don't remember a lot of people I saw doing that. I don't know why I did it. I thought it's it was a cool. miracle we didn't cut our circulation off. I'm, I'm sure we did to an extent. It's a miracle we survived the '80s, John. All right. So what else? What else? Uh, '80s fashion did did the we hair stop? The girls' hairs were all oh, the poofing. The poof. Big poof in front. You know, I was, we were talking earlier. I have a 27 year old uh, daughter and. I remember I got the I learned how to do the poof. <laughs> I learned how to do it because I would do her hair sometimes, you know, and you know you just take the hairspray anyway. There's a technique to doing it, but yeah, that, those that hair in the '80s was Thank huge. We killed a layer of ozone in the '80s. Well, that yeah, we're responsible for global warming <laughs> with all the hair. What was a what's a aqua aquanet yes. and all the gel, all the gel. Oh, you remember back in the eight the '80s? Speaking of '80s fashion. Um, back when you, back when we both had hair, we don't have a lot of hair left these days, but you would part your hair down the middle and you'd feather it back. Did you do that? I, I, that was like a thing to do. I had kind of a, I had a crazy hairstyle. My sisters were beauticians, so they got to experience, experiment on me, but I had like a, a Billy Idol front and then a mullet in the back. <laughs> yeah. I had party in the front, 
or uh, uh, business, business of party, party of the, the man. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you. I didn't. I don't remember that. I had a little bit of a mullet going yeah. on. Yes, I, I, I had a little bit, but I had a mullet um, at one time. We weren't really out that, you know, playing football. Coach, our coach, uh, he didn't really want facial hair or long hair. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but I had a little bit of, of a mullet going on. Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, was but in thing back let then. me ask you this: Do you guys remember rat tails, where you just grew the little, those. the yeah. little piece of you know hair in the middle of your the attempted rat tails? Yeah, people didn't have enough. I them. had one of those one time, and my mom hated it. She, you know, in the summer it would kind of get blonde, and yeah. I don't know what I was at. Talk about whiskey tango. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, that was horrible. Now. We talked the other day. Remember swatches? Yes, swatch watches. Swat or yeah, swatches. Yeah. That's what they were called. Yeah, swatches. Swatch yeah, I had um, three or four of them. Yeah, those are cool. And you bought. You could buy the little accessories. That yeah, the were, little the little face protectors. And the you could buy band. different bands. The, yeah, it was like a little clip on piece that would yeah. protect the face. I hadn't thought about those until you mentioned that awesome. today. I love those things. I still have a few of them. Like right. I saved from... You do, do? Yeah. You could probably get a lot of money for those. They don't work, but I mean, you just need a battery. Yeah, you probably just take and get a battery. Yeah. I mean, you could probably put those up for auction. And get... the, they were made out of rubber, and they didn't hold up well. No, like they the were shoes. kids would tear, and yeah, they were awesome. I love them. Now, shoes. We mentioned a little bit about shoes. I had a pair of the Reebok pumps. Um, what other shoes were popular back then? What kind of shoes did you wear? And I had a, I had a pair of... No, they were Airwalks. They were like the cheaper version. Yeah, ah, the Airwalks. Yeah, yeah. But I had the multicolored shoes, the checkerboard. Oh, the yeah. board in the front, you know? Yep, I remember those. Like turquoise blue and black. I'm trying to remember some of the other shoes that were back in the 80s. Uh, if you remember some of the shoes that, that you wore back in the 80s, drop us a line. We'll be excited to hear from you on those. But I remember the Reebok Pumps. Uh, the Vans. Yeah, Converse. And, uh, what was I know a friend had a multicolored, she had multicolored Converses that I thought, oh man, that's the shit. Oh yeah? You know, and the, well, that, they were high tops. Wasn't that, that was back when, was uh, Jordans out then or no? No, I don't think Jordans were out. No, that was, I don't think Jordans were out then, but I, can't, I don't, because I would I remember that. Out either late, late, like eight, maybe 89 when I graduated or 90, like in the not early 90s. Yeah. Because I don't remember them when I graduated. Now, kids today were, are able to wear like shorts and stuff to school. I don't, we, no, could, we, we, didn't, we couldn't wear shorts no. to school, speaking of 80s fashion. We had to wear, if I remember right, we, we could wear jeans. Slacks or jeans. Yeah, I mean, we could wear shorts. Right. I mean, imagine if we could wear a short. You know how hot it is in West Texas? I know. And we really did. I don't think we had we, our air conditioners were not that good in our school. But I got away with. I had a pair of acid washed, stone washed, whatever jeans that had rips, and I took them and I ripped slits all the way down. That was the thing that you know I was trying to. Look oh, like you were before your time because that's like the that's like the yeah, thing we now. Do were were but before our time. That all that stuff's trying to make a comeback. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now we, me and you, just caught the end of bell bottoms. I don't know if any of you out there used to wear bell bottoms, but when I was younger, we uh, wore bell bottoms, uh, and I had a couple pair of those. So um, I don't know if you had bell bottoms or not. No. Now one thing I did want to mention that I forgot about is remember the half shirts. Yeah. The guys used to wear. Yeah. Like the cut off well, half the shirts. Shirt, a lot of girls wore. wore 
wore those. You know, like the football players would wear the, yeah. the half oh, shirts yeah. and yeah, the jerseys, the mess jerseys. Well, no, not the mess jerseys, just the half shirts. You know, they were yeah. just cut off. At, I'm like, what were we thinking? Yeah, they wore them. Yeah, I never. I, I did I had kind of a gut. I was like, nah. It just, you had a gut back in live, when you were see when I was. I'm fat I'm now. More now than I did, but now. But I'm uh, military. Yeah. When I was back then, I was skin, skin and bones. I was skinny. Oh yeah. So I would do pretty good. And then life happened and, and Tell that's me. that. So what other kind of fashions? Uh shirts. I remember a shirt called Hobie. I think it was Hobie. It was like yep. a Hawaiian uh type brand back in the day. Hobie, Ocean Pacific. Um, there were several. There was all kinds of stuff out there. Um, I had like those bracelets that had spikes on them. Like I was trying to bracelets with spikes on them. I was totally trying to be a rock star. <laughs> Because I, I, that's what I watched on MTV. MTV You're giving yourself away, John. You were, Dude, I was like trying to be the biggest rock star I could. Like trying to get on Friday night videos. I'm really idle, dude. You're trying to be with the haircut and the, yeah. the spikes. Oh, man. Uh, I was just thinking of something. The uh, When we were growing up in the 80s, Miami Vice was yes. the thing. And everybody was trying to dress like Crockett and Tubbs. I had multiple polos. Like... Like pink, like all kinds oh, yeah. of pastel colors, it, the hot pink, and those are the '80s colors, though. I think my eighth grade graduation. I mean, I was like a little Crockett and uh, from oh, yeah. Miami Vice because I wore like the white pants and I had like a blue Hawaiian shirt and a white like uh, sports jacket over it. I was like, "Look at that! It's hilarious." When I went to my prom. I looked like a mix between, like. Miami Vice and Billy Idol because I had a white jacket, hot pink cummerbund, had the I wore ripped jeans with like a uh, rattlesnake spandex. Under, you can see the rattlesnakes, dude. <laughs> trying to be a rock star, I, I was the shit. I did. John the rock star back in the eighties. Tried, dude. I tried to pull it off. That's awesome. Hey. Yeah, hey. I mean, hey, A for effort, right? Heck yeah. But uh, leave us some comments on Spotify or Anchor about what you wore back in the day that we might not have, uh, may not have talked about. Yeah, if you're we, an 80s kid, tell us yeah, what, what you did and what you wore. And some of the people that are not 80s kids are probably like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> hey, 80s was the best generation, if you ask me. But we're going to be talking more about 80s stuff. Remember or remember that episode? Our segment, uh, we're going to be talking about movies, music. Sure. Um, sure. Mm-hmm. If we talk about music, you want to talk about Billy Idol. <laughs> so crew. My, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get into that later. But but that's going to do it for this show, this episode, episode number two of Venting Vets. Or Venting Vets. I keep wanting to say VentingVets.com. We don't have a website. So, don't yeah. um, so that's uh, going to wrap it up for our second episode of Venting Vets. We hope that you uh, continue to listen. Uh, give us a sh- give us a shout if uh, you have any feedback. We hope to hear from you uh, on Spotify or Anchor and some of the comments. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, give some feedback, so we can keep doing these and keep getting better. Yeah. So that's going to do it for this episode, John. Uh, we'll talk to you next week when we do our third episode. So until then, this is Venting Vets with Chad and John. <laughs>